the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show, and hour number one, which you can catch on the podcast at 989theanswer.com. Click listen, click shows, podcast. We talked about the $1,000 payment that city council unanimously approved for our firefighters, first responders, police officers. 7,100 city employees were to get $1,000 cash payments. They got something almost as good. They got a, a nice blue scarf and a cheery card. From Mayor Andrew Ginther. Only about, what, 200, 250 of the 7,100 city employees who were supposed to get that bonus have actually received it because their union agreed to agree to a vaccine mandate to get it. That was not part of the original $1,000 payment because, see, we didn't have vaccines when those people were going to work. The $1,000 was supposed to reward them for going to work at a time when we didn't have vaccines. They did. We said thanks. We promised them. We, being Andrew Ginther, Shannon Harden. Uh, they probably wouldn't want me to include myself in their group, and I don't really want to be in their group. But we, collectively, as City of Columbus, promised these people who kept the city running during COVID $1,000 bonus payment. Hero pay, they called it. Hero pay. Well, the price of a hero has gone down. Well, it was worth a thousand. Now it's worth a crummy blue scarf and a smiling card from Andrew Ginther, who looks like a, a priest or a rabbi wearing his scarf. Or like one of those idiotic Democrats who wore whatever that is around their neck when they were kneeling in deference to George Floyd. So we covered that. You can catch it on the podcast. And and we covered the woke pro-transgender seminar at Hilliard-Davidson High School. Oh, boy, that was a box of chocolates, man. The uh, woman named Amanda from the Kaleidoscope Youth Center uh, dropping her version of truth on the uh, Hilliard-Davidson teachers, including this little nugget. There is no such thing, really, as biological sex. There is, but it's complicated. No such thing as biological sex, a thing that's been a thing since the beginning of time. Uh, but take heart, teachers, because Amanda is going to clue you in to just how smart people who are not yet teenagers are. Is it really gender that's the issue? Or is it this challenging idea that, like, I'm telling you that 12-year-olds have this figured out? Right? And that we have a responsibility to trust young people when they tell us what their experiences are and they tell us, you know, what their identities are. 
uh, this challenging idea that 12-year-olds have it all figured out. 12-year-olds have it all figured out. All. Gender, sex, I mean, presumably, chemistry, math, everything. They have it all figured out. That would seem to make teachers unnecessary. What a stupid, what an ignorant, what a dumb thing for this person to say. I want to embolden you if you're in a seminar like this to just get them to repeat what they said and just ask questions. Excuse me, I have a question. Did you just say 12-year-olds have it all figured out? What do you mean by all? Because I'm teaching math and uh, none of them are grasping the concept of integers. They don't have that figured out. Oh, really? Hey, hold it. Another guy over here. I'm covering photosynthesis. I have a few who are struggling with that. They're going through a lot of them, not even puberty yet. How do you have it all, all figured out if you haven't gone through puberty yet? How do you have sexuality figured out if you haven't gone through puberty yet? Because some 12-year-olds haven't. But Amanda would want you to believe the lie that they have it all figured out. So that nonsense I deal with in uh, greater detail between 11.30 and noon. Now... Today in uh, COVID fear and tyranny, let's go to Ontario, Canada, where we have a trucker boycott and we have a prime minister, Justin Trudeau, who descended from uh, Fidel Castro, um, Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, and every other dictator down through time. He has frozen the bank assets of all the truckers and anyone who donates to the truckers. He has uh, forced towing companies in Ottawa to begin towing trucks, even though they said they wouldn't do it. He's basically enacted powers that only should be enacted if you are, well, I'll now read uh, what the uh, powers that Justin Trudeau has invoked are supposed to do. Uh, They are supposed to be used in times of war when People are in uh, grave danger, and people are dying. What's the death toll? Anybody have it on the Canadian trucker boycott? Anybody have the death toll on that yet? Oh, uh, zero. Zero. Like, we know when the Blitzkrieg of London, that would be a time where you enact the Emergency Powers Act. Not when truckers are parked honking their horns. But this really makes sense when you think about how the left views danger, Right? They view speech as danger. They view it as violence. They view a honking horn as a threat to their continued existence. Uh, As I've said, they have blurred the lines uh, between inconvenience and risk and between risk and danger. They just go right from inconvenience to danger to violation of all my rights. And so since my rights are violated, then I can take anything I want from you, and I can preclude you from doing anything that a free citizen would do. So the Emergency Powers Act that Justin Trudeau has enacted uh, allows law enforcement to fine and imprison protesters. As I said, they can take 
over your finances. They can, he says, freeze and rule over crypto, which I thought crypto was outside the system. He says, we are not limiting people's freedom of speech. We are not limiting freedom of peaceful assembly. We are not preventing people from exercising their right to protest legally. Uh, Yeah, you kind of are, because that's what they're doing. (laughs) We are reinforcing the principles, values, and institutions that keep all Canadians free. In other words, what Justin Trudeau says is freedom is actually freedom, not what people perceive to be freedom, which is like not being forced to put a medical chemical in their body when it is against their beliefs. Now, the oddity of this is that March the 1st, the province of uh, Ontario, joining with Saskatchewan, joining with a bunch of other provinces up there, Edmonton, Saskatchewan, and some others, have suspended people having to show proof of vaccination. So that's kind of the end of the mandate in some Canadian provinces. Now, the Ontario chief, whatever he's, the premier, I'm sorry, uh, says this is this is based on the diminishing number of COVID cases. It's not because of the trucker boycott. Sure, it's not. They're ending their limitations on indoor gatherings. They're They're limiting everything the truckers want them to get rid of without giving the truckers any credit for it. And what the truckers want, of course, is they don't want to have to show proof of vaccination to take goods into the United States and then return to Canada. Justin Trudeau is requiring them to be vaccinated to get back into their country. He says he has done everything he can do to end this trucker boycott, and he has left no recourse except to enact the Emergency Powers Act. Except that this whole thing began when Justin Trudeau refused to meet with the truckers, and he has still not met with them. I would think... Much like in the case of crazy Amanda from Kaleidoscope Youth Center telling the teachers at Hilliard-Davidson that 12-year-olds have it all figured out, it appears we have a disconnect on the left with the meaning of the word all. Because Justin Trudeau says he has done all he can do, but he hasn't done the one thing truckers asked him to do, which is meet with us and hear us out. Go away. Go away, scummy trucker. Yeah. All. I thought I knew what that meant, but I'm not a leftist, so I probably don't. So I'm looking at the homepage for CNN.com. I was told that CNN had a small story on the blockbuster revelations in court filings from uh, John Durham's investigation that Hillary Clinton's campaign paid cyber experts to spy on Donald Trump while he was a candidate for president and after he was president. And after he was president. Now you say, how did they spy on... Anyway, I can't find anything on the CNN website. I find uh, anti-Trump headlines... Uh, in several locations. I find uh, Prince Andrew settling his uh, sex abuse lawsuit with the teenage girl that he slept with while he was palling around with Jeffrey Epstein. He'll make a, hmm, 
substantial donation to the charity of her choice, without admitting any guilt, of course, and a ton about the Sandy Hook shooting and uh, gun manufacturers being responsible and multi-million dollar settlements and the like. But on a candidate for president surveilling another candidate, creating a false narrative that he was a Russian operative, and then when you get beat by him in the election, continuing to do it to undermine him as president, that CNN doesn't find any space on their website for. Nor will NBC or CBS or ABC. None of them, none of them have spent any time on it yet. Here is a quote. I just had it. Where did it go? A quote from NBC News top guy. Come on, I had it. Where is it? Bruce. I'll find it for you. Basically, he's saying, oh, you know, it's important for us to treat both sides the same and how we... Here it is. Noah Oppenheim, president of NBC News. I still believe in that old school approach to journalism and being just as tough on both sides and looking for truth and facts. Our mission is to illuminate and not advocate. That's the president of NBC News. Uh, What utter nonsense. Illuminate. How about obfuscate? I think the man got his words confused because this story about Hillary Clinton financing the cyber creation of the Trump-Russia narrative uh, is because Trump was the sitting president while it happened, I think the greatest political scandal in our country. It's right up there with Watergate. I sound like Carl Bernstein, where everything is worse than Watergate. In this case, it might actually be worse than Watergate. So you say, how does this happen? Doesn't the White House have, like, PC-matic? Don't they have, you know, McAfee? Did they not update their virus scans? How does a cyber expert get through the White House firewall? Well, this is the aspect of the story that I couldn't figure out yesterday, but now I have figured it out because Hillary Clinton and the Clinton campaign and Michael Sussman, her attorney, they found somebody who already had a government contract, somebody who had a Pentagon contract to do cyber work for the U.S. government. So to dumb it down, they had all the passwords They had all the protocols to get into the most sensitive systems of the U.S. government. And that is how they then used that access to create this narrative that Trump was a Russian operative. Uh, Now, here is a gentleman from the Wall Street Journal uh, laying this out this morning on America's Newsroom on Fox. The idea that uh, uh, vendors that we rely on as Americans uh, uh, to provide technology services to the White House, to the government, obviously there could not be a more sensitive part of the government. Uh, The idea that, as is alleged here, uh, the people involved in those uh, to do a solid for the uh, Clinton campaign or the Democratic Committee or, or unnamed VIPs that would want this information 
are sharing that non-public data, uh, it's, uh, it's chilling, it's disturbing, it's really uh, outrageous. Uh, it is outrageous. It's also outrageous that no major media is covering it. Although I guess the New York Times did a small story on it today, but James Freeman of the Wall Street Journal notes how major media sources are and will cover this if they are forced to cover it like they eventually were on the Hunter Biden laptop story. So we know for, for philosophical reasons, ideological partisan reasons, why they don't like this story. Obviously, for competitive reasons, they don't like acknowledging how much news this network generates. It's interesting, though, if you look at the New York Times story, uh, they decided they couldn't ignore it anymore. So what they're doing is they're, they're arguing, uh, parsing uh, the, the vocabulary. Is the word infiltration right for, for what this was? They're, but then you, you read through the story, and like a lot of these in this era, they kind of acknowledge the heart of it uh, as, as, deep in the story, as we have not in the headline. Yeah, so Bill Hemmer, Dana Perino, and James Freeman of the Wall Street Journal putting a bow uh, on where we are with this story since it first came out in court filings. Again, court filings. This is not like some whack job from Slate making an allegation. This is not some unconfirmed media report. This is a court filing from a special prosecutor hired by and doing the business of the U.S. government trying to get to the bottom of why did we spend so much money and waste so much time on a Robert Mueller investigation that said that the whole Trump collusion, Trump-Russia collusion thing was a hoax. If a tech firm, <laughs> if a law firm in the United States can do this, yeah. what's Beijing doing? Yeah. Well, what's yeah. Moscow doing? Yeah, no, so many questions, and, and related to tech firm, we hear from so many tech firms about everything they're doing for our privacy, and we have the impression that if, if actors in the government, actors in politics are getting data uh, that, they, that normally is not public, that it would be subject to a court order. The idea that uh, for, for their own reasons, tech executives would be sharing it with political actors uh, that, that they think uh, deserve to have the information is really, is really amazing. And it was basically getting data from all of those sources, the, both pre-White House and once Trump was in office, and suggesting that it, it had a disturbing uh, 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 bit of data suggesting the use of Russian mobile phones. And what he went on to point out is that that same data that they're using to impugn Donald Trump existed during the Obama administration and exists during the Biden administration. In other words, oh, look at all this traffic. Oh, all this stuff. Wow. This means Trump's on the take. This means Trump's doing the bidding of Putin. You know, all that same stuff existed during Obama. They just didn't highlight it because they couldn't shape it and mold it into the lie that undermined his presidency. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.